So very excited and kind of sad at the same time. Today's the last episode, part four of the four-part series of Inspirational Muslim Women. I have been wanting to do this like I told you guys from the beginning because I need our women to know that there were extremely successful, powerful, gorgeous Muslim women who did everything in the best of ways that we could learn from today. And, you know, some people think that stuff is just, oh, not relevant. You know, like they don't know 2021 is different. How am I going to apply this? Oh, no. We have gone through every episode. So go back to part one if you haven't already and see how we have taught it a bit differently. We're not just telling the story of a woman and so we can all have a feel good experience and then click off the podcast. We are going into the very specific parts of the story where we could pull out, extract exactly how to use that in 2021. And so very excited that we have done this series and kind of sad that this is the last one. But today we are going to cover Asiya radiallahu anha. And she's going to teach us how if you are kind of at the top peak of your life, you know, how to deal with so many things in a better way in terms of wealth and status and being famous and dealing with what other people think and, um, you know, struggling with daily life to make decisions that could change your life. We're going to get into all that in the podcast. Let's do it. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. If you are new, welcome. Welcome to this family. We have had so many new sisters come on in. And I just want you to know that this is your place to get your weekly support, your inspiration, and all that good feel-good stuff, and some really hot practical tips. We do step-by-step step here. We don't just like give you some fluffy stuff and send you away. We have usual like resources, downloadables. If you guys don't already know, I know many of you follow me on the podcast, but you don't know we have an entire website, www.mindful-muslima.com. Um, it basically lays out on the first page when you get there exactly how we serve women, basically through the podcast and through all types of free classes and free resources. And then we have an entire exclusive global community, which is now getting a halal facelift. If you guys don't already know on Thrive, you're my thriving women that we are doing a lot of personal work together, workshops, challenges. That's where you find me live most of the time. A lot of people are like, how could I be with you more often? How could I talk to you about this and that? They get free consultations. They get live workshops where I teach them live. So much stuff going on there. Very excited, ladies. You're going to see that we just installed some personal pathways that we're really excited about to get you moving across whatever area of your life that's important to you. I don't know. Some women, it's like personal growth. Some women are struggling with relationships. We have it all. It's all in there. Parenting, whatever it is that you're going through, you're trying to get married. We've got you. And we got tons of free resources. If you go to our website in the resource section, there's tons of free downloadables. And just a sneak peek, we're making a ton more for Ramadan right now. That's what our team has our head down, super focused. Tons of cool stuff come down the pipeline. Definitely make sure that you are following us here on the podcast following us on Instagram and stuff like that so you can see all the great stuff that's about to come out. All right. So today we're covering Asiya radiallahu anha. Many, um, the Prophet peace be upon him said, many men reached perfection, but none among the women reached perfection except um, Maryam, the daughter of Imran, Asiya, the Prophet, uh, excuse me, the Pharaoh's wife, our Prophet peace be upon him said, referring to uh, the Queen uh, Asiya. And she was able to deal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the middle of just 
evil. So many of us feel like in this day and age, it's just really hard out there. It's a struggle, right? You know, social media, things going on. There's just so much bombarding us. All right, you want to talk about bombarding? How about if your husband is the Pharaoh, right? He's the guy who is making the rules, making the laws. And we all know from the stories of the Quran, Fir'aun, right? Fir'aun, the Pharaoh is somebody who in history is somebody that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had to take down because he was claiming he was God. So imagine your husband claims he's God, has everybody praying to him. This um, person is killing babies because he's afraid that they will overtake him in the throne. We're talking about like a vicious household. We're talking about some serious pressure. And if you decided, hey, I don't believe you're God, right? I don't believe that, you know, that's the right thing to do, killing every male baby in the area. That sounds a bit insane. And then you're you're his wife. I mean, what are you going to do? So at the end of the day, you know, it's a really difficult position that she was in. And Asiya radiallahu anha, her iman was like some people, you know, as we learn even from the Prophet, peace be upon him, he was known as the most trustworthy, right? He was known as, as a person who is a good person even before he became Muslim. So Asiyah, you know, she, uh, peace be upon her, she was like, may Allah be pleased with her. She was a person who was raised in a household that was not from Islam. Now, I want to point this out to all the reverts listening as well. If you haven't noticed, the majority of the women who were promised paradise were not born as Muslims. I think that's a really important point. And if you're a born Muslim listening to this, I want you to understand that this status of being born Muslim does not give us an advantage over others. And if you are a revert, you do not have a disadvantage because you are a revert. And I want that clear in the community because at the end of the day, what gives you success is by doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. You don't need Arabic to have that. You don't need to have, uh, you don't have to be half of the Quran, although it's a good idea, right? You don't have to be a born Muslim. This is an equal playing field for every single person. I don't care what country you're from. We have women on this podcast from, I told you, 137 countries. We speak multiple languages here. What I want you to know is that every single one of us in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the same ability to reach success and to make it to Jannah. So, what makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy with this is all that matters. So I just want to state that, I hadn't said that through the entire one, but I wanted to, to highlight that if we haven't noticed. Um, these were all mostly women that were not necessarily taught the deen and then they had to come into it. And so they had to do serious life changes. And so subhanAllah, um, Asiya, she was no different. And when the news reached Fir'aun, right, that his, that his wife had decided to be you know, following Islam in this way, he beat her and commanded his guards to beat her. Now that is a serious conflict for a wife. So you come into the fold of Allah. I believe that Allah is one and Allah is God and not you. And the husband, his first response is, well, you need to be beaten and I'm going to have my guards beat you. And, and if I had, can't think of like a worse reaction from a husband, right? Who did she turn to in this struggle? Now, she could have easily pulled all of her really important cards. You know, she could have called that sister that she knows that, you know, has that really important position to get somebody to talk to somebody else for her, to get her freed because, you know, they're obviously going to imprison her. She could have, she has a very powerful position. She can call on anyone to try to get some help for her. But who does she turn to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And she prayed this very um, famous prayer that is spoken about um, many times. 
my Lord, build for me a home with you in paradise and save me from Fir'aun and his deeds and save me from this transgressive people. Now, I want you to be Asya radiallahu anha for a minute. You feel like there is no help for you. It's like to be married to, like, I don't want to say again the word president because, you know, it's really hard to compare, or a king or a ruler. Like, you're in charge. Your husband is, is, is over the government. He's over everything. He controls the armies, the police, everything. Where are you going to go? There is nowhere to go. And a person like that, they could easily fall into suicidal thoughts, sadness, depression. Not her. Not her. Because she knew deep in her heart, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was bigger than all her problems. He could do things for her that seemed impossible. And you know, as women nowadays, I hear that a lot from women. Some sisters, when I talk to them, I do like my phone conferences. They said, sister, but if I actually do this, if I follow what Allah wants me to do, what's the promise that it's going to get better? My problem is going to get better. And I say, well, that's, <laughs> you know, subhanAllah, let me tell you what the promise is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is not like the human being. SubhanAllah, alhamdulillah. He's the best keeper of promises. Never in my life have I given myself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where he has not proved to exceed any expectation that I had. It seemed like, oh, I thought that only this could happen, but no, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was amazing me every time. Every time. A lot of you guys know I was recently on a, on a um, travel to Turkey. It was an extremely difficult uh, travel for many reasons. Alhamdulillah, I made it there and I made it back. And I'm back just a day or two with my family. And I want to say there are so many things that prayer can do. I had so many people praying for me. One of them, and I didn't realize it until, I don't know, when I came back. Um, one of my teachers is um, Hamid Saleh from uh, Huda TV. And I really want to say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve him and his family. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, give him and his family complete shifa. Many of you might not know that they suffered from COVID. He got COVID. His father um, got COVID in a lahi in and he passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him and give him al firdaus amin rabbil alameen. And I want to tell you an amazing experience I had. It was very scary for me to travel. I actually was not able to travel with my husband. I had to travel with women. Um, you know, the appropriate amount of women that's allowed Islamically. But still, it's not the same, you know. And I had to go in and to do this particular surgery that was there and come back. And the entire thing, it was just, I had to be away from my children. My children stayed behind. It was just a bit of a difficult experience. But the thing that I found so amazing that I'm so grateful to Allah is he gave me people along the way. Every time I turned, that helped me. Um, I had an, a, a weird situation where my phone completely froze and I was lost where I was and I have no GPS. In Turkey, it's very hard. People, they don't speak English <laughs> uh, very often. And um, and it, constantly, it's very hard to communicate. As a female, when you're traveling around, you don't know if men will take advantage of you. It's a very difficult situation. And alhamdulillah, um, and, and then I had to actually do the actual surgery, which I was a little bit scared about. And um, it's supposedly, you know, very painful. And so I want to say it was incredible how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I, I renewed my intention before I went and this is what I want you women to to learn and get away from the story I renewed my intention um, before I went of all the reasons I want to go for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for my family for my health for my husband for whatever it was right 
And then I weighed, I made this dua and I made this intention. And every act is based on intentions. And so I made this and I made continuous prayer and dua the whole time. The same way how like we're talking about Asiya, she's making, reaching out to Allah for help. And then from um, the side of, like I said, I had my two of my teachers, that teacher and uh, my Quran teacher, he's make dua for me. And then I have all my friends and women and my family behind making dua for me. When I went for the surgery, it's really amazing. Um, my... Um, the guy, the, the guy that took care of me, the surgeon, he said, hey, you know, it's going to be like this. You're going to have this pain and this. Allahu alam. I've never, I, 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 I take it as a miracle, okay? I didn't feel an ounce of pain. When I say an ounce of pain, I mean they injected me with needles. I didn't even feel the needles. Um, I had a, like a, a complete surgery and, and, and it was, I didn't feel anything. And then even in my recovery time, I didn't feel pain. Literally, like if I had pain, it might have been 1%. Like you wouldn't even know I had this major thing done. And I went into the surgeon and I, he said to you, how are you doing? And I said, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. He's Muslim, so I can say Alhamdulillah, right? And he understands. I said, SubhanAllah, I felt nothing. He says, I don't know how. You should feel, you know, good amounts of pain. Many people, they feel pain. I said, SubhanAllah, I didn't feel any pain. And I want to say like, this is the thing. Like people say like, is there, is Allah going to really help me? Is there really going to be a promise? We have more faith in people than we have in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to to take care of us in our time of need and i want to say to us if you have lost your faith in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is because you don't know him it is because you have not spent time with him and i encourage all of you this ramadan to have to not deny yourself the best ramadan you can ever have to not deny yourself the ability to transform your life to not deny yourself the ability to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have ease for your problems in ways that you never have had before. I know one of the reasons that I created Mindful Muslim is so that I could create this experience for women because they're not finding it within themselves for whatever reason in their life experience or the people around them. So stay close to us in, throughout Ramadan and leading up to Ramadan. We're going to have so many amazing things to help you, support you, to regain that relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to find back yourself, your self-confidence, your peace of mind, your love, and all that good stuff. We are here for you. But what I learned from my experience in my travel in Turkey was that it just... It just renewed my humility, I would say, and, and how powerful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to help us at every step, no matter what we're going through, if we only so make the effort. And so many of us say, I don't have time. I don't have help. Well, I'm telling you, I'm here to help you. So you have the help. So put that out of your mind. And I don't have time. Make time before the keeper of time ends the time that you have. We don't have forever. We all think it's just going to be tomorrow. But I can tell you from many experiences, like for example, like my teacher, he doesn't imagine his father will not be there tomorrow. And he's mentioned many times that he felt like he was on the the, the dead bed, the, how do you say that, the deathbed, and the, how difficult he was suffering from COVID. Like I said, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him full shifa. And I want to say that we sometimes don't give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lot of times don't give him the credit he deserves to make immense changes in our life and Asiya radiallahu anha just you know to get back to her she she had this faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this unshakable faith and even though the, it feels like everyone in the world is against you because literally they were um, she was able to hold it down and the subhanallah she they took her out into the scalding noon heat they tied her hands and feet and they beat her perpetually 
Who did she turn to? She turned to Allah in this time and she prayed, My Lord, build for me a home with you in paradise. Save me from Fir'aun and his deeds. Save me from the transgressive people. And you know what they do when they meet you in these times? They ask you to say, Who is your God? Who is your God? And she says the same thing. You know, like not the time Muhammad's not there, but you know, so there's one God. There's one God. There's one God. It's not my husband. There's one God. And it was narrated that when she said this, the skies opened for her and she saw her home in paradise and she smiled and the guards watched astonishedly like we're torturing you there is pain how are you having ease and that's what i mean i want to take you back to ibrahim when he was thrown in the fire and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said we made the fire cool for him you are going through something right now that seems unbearable, but you are only suffering within it because you are choosing to suffer. How dare you say that? I'm not choosing to suffer. Who wants to suffer? What I mean by that is you're not consciously choosing to suffer. You're maybe unconsciously because you're not putting your faith and trust and prayer. Oh, I'm praying, sister. I'm making dua. But are you letting go? of everything else that you need to let go of? What else is stopping you, sister? What else is stopping you from not connecting with Allah because you can't let go of some of that stuff that maybe you're still doing or you're not fully you know, practicing Islam as best as you could? What else could be holding you back that you could still fix? Address that as well. You know, Do all that you can. Don't waver in your trust for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, like I said, she was tortured and it was narrated that the skies opened up for her and they were astonished because she was tortured and she smiled. Frustrated, Fir'aun commanded that a boulder be brought and dropped on her to crush her to death. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took her soul before the boulder was brought and she became an example for all the believing men and women till the end of time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set forth an example for those who believe the wife of Fir'aun when she said, my Lord, build for me a home with you in paradise and save me from Fir'aun and his deeds and from the transgressing people. This is in At-Tahrim 66.11. Now, this is what I want you to understand. She lived in a difficult time. She endured emotional pain and strife. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does that mean all of us are going to be tortured to death and we have to suffer and die before our problems will be solved? No. The example Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us is that she put Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first and she gave up the world for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She gave up wealth and status. She is the wife of an amazing, really important person. That is something you don't do. I want you to imagine like the top Instagrammer or the top YouTuber. I know there's that one sister. She was a model, a very, very important supermodel. You guys all know who she is. And she gave it up, the catwalks and all that, because she said, this is not an alignment with my Islam. She gave up the fame, and guess what? She is still famous right now. Actually, women love her more, and they respect her more because she gave it up. She gave up all the stuff that made everybody like her for the sake of Allah. So the thing that Asiya did that we have learned from her is that she feared no one. She went against what was popular. She didn't care what other people thought more than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thought, and she loved Allah over all else. And for that, she smiled. She felt had pain, but she felt no pain. And she went to paradise. I'm not telling you to be a martyr, getting tortured and these things. I hope you understand these are all metaphorical in a sense as well as historical. But I want you to understand is that 
within hardship, not after hardship. There is ease. If you're struggling right now, give up what is not serving you for the sake of Allah, and Allah will make your problem ease. It will, it will, he will solve it for you. And I want to testify that this is what he did for me in my recent travels. I just kept renewing my intentions. I kept making astafar. I made tawbah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it and accept from all of you, all of your du'a. But I want us to end in this series that the thing, and just in summarizing, that we have seen in simil similarity between all these women is they had excellent character and they focused on that character and they didn't let the world stop them. And guess what? They were promised paradise and we love them and adore them today and hold them in high esteem. And they didn't get that status by doing what was popular. They didn't get that status by doing what was easy. They did it by doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked them and they trusted him with complete tawakkul that he would make their life better. And he didn't only do it in the dunya, but he did it in the akhirah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best keeper of promises. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you ease. Please, if you haven't already, go back to part one and listen to all the different inspirational series of the women. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide you to be the best of women in Islam, all of us together, and gather us in a gathering better than this one. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. And I ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us all of our da'at and allows us to live to see Ramadan. Alhamdulillah Ramadan. And don't forget, like I said, to follow us for all the really great things that we're going to be doing to help support you this Ramadan, help you transform to your best Ramadan yet, and help us all together to reach hopefully paradise by supporting, loving, and motivating one another. I'll talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.